Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering you to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway Pierce. Well, hi to all of you. Hello to my listeners in the United States. Hello to the UK. Hello, New Zealand. Hello, Zimbabwe. Hello, Germany. Welcome to the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply by improving the quality of our personal, professional, and spiritual relationships. Visit the website at thespeedwayshow.com and join all the people who have posted their comments. You can also visit the Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow, to participate in more discussions and sound off. Or you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash, yes, you guessed it, thespeedwayshow. During the show, you can Skype or call in 877-560-6033 or 760-683-2616 to listen. Today is a continuation of our Moments to Be series, with today's topic being entitled, Do It Anyway. If I were to pick another title, it would be, No Persistence, No Results. Perhaps you have had a great idea for a new product, a new business, or maybe a new way of improving yourself personally or professionally. Maybe you want to change your approach to dating, you want to go back to school, you want to perhaps better organize yourself at work, but you haven't gotten around to it. Maybe you have convinced yourself that it cannot work, that you are too ordinary, too old, too fat, too young, too skinny, too something to take that bold step forward. Our show today is designed to motivate you to action, and we're going to give you some ideas to get you moving forward, and hopefully you will be inspired to act. And to help us get motivated today is Barbara Hoffmeister, Amazon.com best-selling author of the book, uh, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours, as well as the audio series Moments to Be. You can check out Past Moments to Be by going to the website, thespeedwayshow.com. Click on the link for the episodes in the top navigation and simply select Moments to Be and you will see all of Barbara's audio tape, audio tape, uh, tape recordings. If you haven't already, pick up a copy of Barbara's audio CD entitled Moments to Be. You can do that by clicking on the link at thespeedwayshow.com or you can go directly to Barbara's website at barbarahoffmeister.com. A bit more about Barbara. In addition to being a best-selling author, she is an internationally renowned speaker and expert on the topic of human growth. In the last few years alone, she spoke to over 15,000 people, helping them get their dreams back and the courage to make them come true. Barbara, welcome to the Speedway Show. 
Well, thank you so much, Biba, for having me back again. I really look forward to today's show. One of the things that makes the show so different from other relationship discussions is that we like to take into account spirituality and our reliance on the life manual as a guidepost to living fully and increasing the success of our relationships. If you are joining us for the first time, you might be wondering what a life manual is, and it is the manual that comes with your body, mind, and spirit. Depending on your personal persuasion, you may use the Hebrew Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, the Quran, the Christian Bible, or some other holy writing that speaks to you. While expressed in different ways, the underlying truths about living right and living a godly life tend to be the same. For the listeners who have not heard you speak before, Barbara, share with us your uh, philosophy on spirituality. Well, my philosophy on spirituality is that God is within, within every one of us, and uh, that we are part of creation, therefore we are creation. So I am taking it maybe one step further, you know, that not only are we part of creation, but we are creation. Every single one of us is part of it, and every single one of us also has it in their hands to have a happy life or to have an unhappy uh, one. And I'm sure that we will talk about that as we get into the show. And I've read most of most of the religious writings, not in depth, I haven't studied them in depth, but I have read mm -hmm. for most religions something. And uh, when you drill down to it, it's, it all comes really to the same. There is one God, and, and uh, I don't know why they keep fighting, you know, with each other. <laughs> I wish they would understand <laughs> that there is one God, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's yours or mine, you know, it's the same Guy, of course he's not a guy, but just to, to you know, say figuratively, it's the same one, you know, there is just one. And uh, I don't care if it's a Christian God or if it is a Hindu God or if it is a Muslim God or Hebrew, it doesn't really matter. Uh, there is one creator, and we are part of that. And, um, and there's a big movement going on in the world at the moment that is you know, talking about this oneness, that we are all one and that we are all interconnected and we definitely are interconnected because everything is energy and the energy that we send out is received by other people, is received by the plants, is received by uh, animals and, you know, therefore we are all connected. This is a very... A very very basic explanation. Uh, there are scientists today that can really prove this stuff, which I think is wonderful. Because before it was always, uh, yeah, esoteric. Today it's not esoteric anymore. This is facts that have been proven with quantum physics that we are all interconnected, that we are creating our environment, we are creating our life with our thoughts and. This is why I love to do these kind of shows, especially you, Spivey, because you are such an inspiration. And I want to say that to your listeners because you hardly ever talk about yourself. This <laughs> lady here, people, this lady oh, wow. here gets up at 4 a.m. in the morning to do the show with me because she doesn't oh. want to keep me up until 3 a.m. 
when her show is live, you know, because that would be for me at 3 a.m. So she gets up at 4 a.m., which I think deserves a round of applause <laughs> in itself. And she gets around the world for her company, you know, trying to solve their cases because she's a lawyer, and you wouldn't think it. You wouldn't think it. Oh, you have wow. such a positive attitude. Well, and, thank uh, you so much. Thank you and so much. Yeah, you you really deserve it. You inspire me, you motivate me, and I I am so happy that we are connected and that we're doing this show together once a month. It's really lovely for me, and so yeah, it needs to be said. You know, you're a very special lady, and she drives a Harley Davidson. Can you imagine? <laughs> I am so envious. <laughs> ah, yeah, you are someone very special, Spidey. Ah, you are so kind. You are so very kind. And, um, you know, I, I have to agree. So, and listeners, in case you're wondering why I'm getting up at 4 and she's, you know, trying to keep her from getting up at, staying up till 3, is because Baba is in Germany and I'm in Minneapolis. And this is truly the power of technology, isn't it? You know, 10 years ago we could not have done this show. So um, it is it is just so delightful to have uh, such connectivity wherever you are. And, though, you know, our biggest issue is just time. But uh, I have to agree with you because, you know, when you talk about how we are all connected, because, you know, that is exactly the point of, of this BUA show because so often, you know, people are fighting over my religion is better, um, your religion is worse, and your religion is a cult. Mm-hmm. You know, recently in the United States we've got these elections, uh, these, these primary uh, elections going on for, for all the people running for president. And there was an interesting um, breakout between two of the candidates because one of the candidates is a Mormon, the other one is a, 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 a call him a conventional Christian because Mormons, you know, uh, prescribe, subscribe to be Christians too. And uh, the one candidate called uh, the 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 a pastor who was supporting one candidate basically said, you need to vote for my candidate because he is a true Christian, whereas, you know, this other organization, the Mormons, are a cult. And um, there was a big, you know, it was a big deal. And I'm thinking, see, this is exactly the sort of thing that tears us apart because, Mm. you know, you have your beliefs, you have your beliefs. God loves all his children. He created us all. And really the goal of the Speedway Show is to try and increase spiritual awareness and break down those barriers just to say it's God's job to do the judging and figure out who got it right and what happens and and all of that. But our job is simply to love one another, right? That's what we are trying to do. We are trying to basically... And start with ourselves. This is what so many people think they are not allowed to do. They think they need to start by loving others. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Then they forget to love themselves. No, they need to start by loving themselves. You have to love yourself first. And that yeah. has nothing to do with being egoistical or anything like that. It is really the love. If you don't have love for yourself, people will trample all over you. Because you will not be able to set boundaries. It's very important. So we start with loving ourselves and with sharing the love. I mean, you know, when I love myself, I can share. I've got loads of it, you know, lots of love, unlimited access. And that's when we can share and that's when we can give. 
because we can give from our hearts. Big difference. That's right. So now let's unpack the topic today on uh, this is the, the a very good segue. I am prompted to reference your first book, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours, because it deals so effectively with this topic of inertia. And listeners, for an overview of that book, which I might reference as the To Be book for short, you can listen to the very first show that Barbara and I did on July the 3rd entitled Your Happiness, Your Misery, Your Choice. And um, you can also pick up a copy of that book at, uh, if you if you click on the link for that, it will take you to Barbara's website, or you can go directly to the website for the book, which is thetobebook.com. Or you can actually pick it up at Amazon, because, you know, Barbara's an Amazon.com bestselling author. So now, what are some of the things, back to this topic of, you know, do it anyway, what are some of the things that stand in the way of our progress when it comes to trying to accomplish our dreams, Barbara? Well, we already mentioned one of the things, and that is the lack of, of love and faith in yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, that's a big one. You know, so many people don't believe in themselves. And I used to be one of them. This is why I'm qualified. I, I think I'm qualified to talk <laughs> about it. Because as a young woman, I was extremely insecure. I had to go through a lot of tough times in my youth. And uh, so I I was uh, very, very insecure. And if we don't believe that we can do something, if we don't really believe it, then the outside world can tell us 100,000 times that you can do it, you can do it. You're still not going to do it. Not 100%. That's true. But if we want to succeed and really live our dreams, that means we've got to play big and we've got to play full out, 100%. And a lack of faith in ourselves is, of course, stopping that very quickly. So, you know, as soon as we start to have the first, uh, you know, even the inkling of a failure, possible failure, we're going to draw back and say, oh, yeah, I knew it wasn't for me. I'm too old. I am too this. I am too skinny. I'm too young, you know. I don't mm-hmm. have the right education. And, uh, yeah, in my book I call it the yeah, but. And yes. It's, uh, it, yes, but how often do we say that to ourselves? Yeah, I would like to do that, but, you know, I would love to go to Hawaii, but... It's so expensive yeah. from Germany, you know, it really is. But so what? You know, I mean, if I really wanted to go, I could hop on a plane and <laughs> and go, you know. So it's one of the things we have to stop kidding ourselves also to say, yeah, if this would happen or this or this or that, and I have friends now that are going, you know, they're close to retirement, mm-hmm. and there's different ways of thinking about it, and they say, yeah, when I'm retired, you know, I said to a friend of mine, why don't we go on a cruise, you know, from, I saw a nice cruise from Sydney to Vancouver. I, I thought, that's really nice. It's part of the world I haven't been in. And she said, yeah, but let's talk <laughs> about it when I'm retired. That's another five years from today. I don't know how I will be five years from now, you know. But today I would like to go. Today I would still enjoy it very much. So... You know, these year buts that we give to ourselves are nothing but excuses, really. So it doesn't matter if you're imperfect. We are all imperfect. None of us are perfect. Uh, 
what matters is that you get it going. I think it's, uh, what's his name? Ah, oh, my God. Mike Littman. Mike Littman that says it so well. He says, you don't have to get it right. You just have to get it going. And I love oh. that. Isn't it good? You don't have to get it that right. You just have to get it going. Yeah. That is very That's good because, you know, Zig Ziglar says something similar. He says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And absolutely. Oh, yeah. Zig is fantastic. Zig in one sentence says it all. Zig Ziglar yes. and Jim, Jim Rohn for me are the two people that said it as it is. <laughs> very clear. And, well, uh, and that takes us to, you know, one of those 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 underlying problems that we have in getting things going, and that is, you know, I, I find, and this is a challenge in my own life, which is procrastination, you know. Yes, so if I get past <laughs> the, well, I'm to this, I'm to that, you know, when I thought about doing the show, I had a friend of mine who really said, you know, you really ought to do this show because you, you see things so differently, you need to share it. And I said, oh, but I really don't know anything about, you know, I haven't, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a teacher. And he said, you don't have to be a teacher. Just get up there and talk about your opinions. And I said, well, you know, I don't know anything about, you don't about, have to get you know. it right, right? Yeah. You and just so, have to get so it going, yeah. I get past all that, and then there's procrastination. Well, okay, I'll, I'll start tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll do it later. Oh, look, the day is gone now. And um, mm. have you have you found in the work when you work with people, have you found that procrastination is a is a big issue? Very big issue. Very big issue for almost all of us. It's a, it's an issue. And to really make it big, we've got to control that. We've got to learn to control our time to become aware that our dreams should have priority. Our real goals should have priority over anything else. That doesn't mean I give 22 hours to the dream and only two hours to my regular job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Uh, but it, it just means that we've got to set aside time where we, you know, which is dedicated to what we truly want to achieve in life, who we truly want to become. It has a lot to do with time management also and, and uh, giving priorities. Number one priority has to be who we want to become, you know, has to be our dream. But, of course, for that we need to first know what our dream, what our dream is. Uh, that's also one thing that everybody should work on, you know, what do you really want? Uh, and procrastination, for instance, last night, I was supposed, uh, we were <clears throat> going walking, you know, I don't do Nordic walking with a group of people. And it, it looked like rain, and it was pretty miserable and really windy and so on. And I heard my rib cage, so I wasn't too fantastically well. And I gave myself all these excuses, it's going to rain, you don't feel well, you know, at your age, you don't need to go out, you know, and push yourself <laughs> when you have heard your ribcage and you can hardly breathe and blah, blah, blah. So I was giving myself all the arguments why I shouldn't be going. And then I said, Barbara, you're just going to freaking do it, you know. I mean, just stop mm -hmm. this talk. And I got up and I got myself dressed in, you know, in my sports stuff, and off I went. And it was quite an exciting climb because we were right in the hills in the woods and it got dark and it was slippery and it was quite dangerous but I, we had a good exercise we felt so satisfied afterwards 
And this is what we need to do. We need to trick ourselves. We can listen to all this stuff that comes up, like I was listening to mine that came up last night before I went out. And then we can decide, okay, I'm going to give in and I'm going to spoil myself today. That's okay once in a while, okay? But don't make that a habit. Start listening to yourself, and when these arguments come up, say, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. Thanks for sharing. And then just get your butt off the sofa or wherever you're sitting and and go out and do it. It's as easy as that. I don't know if you had if you if you had this in Germany, but there was a a Nike campaign once upon a time. Yeah, it was just at the did, turn yeah. Of, yes, yes, yes. And it, you know, it was ten years ago now. <laughs> oh, really? And uh-huh. it was, and I remember it was ten years ago because there was there, one of the episodes. It was right before. Uh, the year 2000, it was 1999 because they had mm-hmm. this guy who was who got out and he ran. And he was doing his morning run and it was, you know, January 1st, 2000. And the elephants were in the streets and the giraffes were everywhere. And there was just complete chaos because it was, you know, Y2K. And he was just running. And I always remember that because, you know, even 10 years later when I'm thinking, I don't feel like working out, I don't feel like getting up, I don't feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I just think about that commercial and how powerful that concept of just get out there and do it is yeah. because it's it's the thing that we so often don't do and we don't get get past that negative thinking of I shouldn't, I'm too tired, I'm too this. But the other reason that stops yeah. people from moving forward, and I think this is a big one, Barbara, tell me about this, but I, I find that fear is such a big motivator um, that that stops people from doing the things that they want to do. What do you think about fear? Absolutely, absolutely. Fear is probably the number one reason. Uh, I think it's it, first it is that people don't really have a big dream. You know, they don't even think about it anymore. Number two is they don't really believe that they can make it happen. Somebody else could maybe, but they can't, which is absolute BS. <laughs> Number three is fear. Once you really commit and once you say, I'm going to do it, this is, of course, when fear comes up because you have never done this before maybe. It's something totally new. You might fail. And I can yeah. only say to the people that have those thoughts, then please fail. But do it anyway. This is really, really vital because we learn from our failures. We unfortunately, very, very few of us are able to learn from other people's mistakes. Most of us have to learn from our own mistakes. I'm one of those people. I need to make the mistake myself. You know, I need to fail myself (laughs) before I learn the lesson. Uh, Otherwise, it's just theory and, uh, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, I've heard that it could be like this, but I need to do it myself. And this is also when it works best because we learn from pain, we learn from joy. So if you do it, if you don't do anything, you have neither of those two things. You are in inertia and your life is pretty boring. But if you go out there and you stick your head out and you really go for, you know, for your life, for your dreams, full blast, you will have fears come up. You will have fear of criticism, and I can promise you, you're going to get criticized, for sure, <laughs> because you are different than 99% of the people. 
because you go for your dreams. You really want to make it happen. So that's one of the things. Live with it. I think we already had. Did we have the moments to be about crit- how to uh, take criticism? Yes, we did. Yes, we oh, did. Okay, then they can listen to, I think it was uh, in one of the last shows, last one or the one before. Yes, it was. Sir, it, yes, it definitely was. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's, that's uh, very sound advice that I use all the time and my clients too, and it really works. Criticism is the opinion of another person. has nothing to do with reality. We have fear of being laughed at. That's a fear that I know. Uh, this is why a lot of people don't dare to speak in public because they fear embarrassment. They fear, you know, it. the overall fear of that is really that we don't want to stick out of the masses. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be someone special, you want to live your dream, you're going to be different. And yeah. you are going to, you know, stick out a little bit <laughs> in a positive way, but not everybody's going to take it positively. Some people might, you know, criticize it and take it negatively. Don't worry about it. You will never be loved by everybody. That is just not possible, however hard you try. And then then some people, of course, they have the fear of success. And that is a fear that I know, you know, that I personally have experienced. As soon as uh, when I started all, you know, my programs, my coaching programs years ago, and the first client signed up, I almost freaked out. You know, it was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now, you know? It was, it they're was here, like, they're here. <laughs> yeah, they're here, and now what, you know? And um, and again, you know, do it anyway, you know, just go for it. Because what people want, and it doesn't matter in which business you are, what people want is you. They want your heart. They want to feel that you are really working with them, that you are giving your very best and it comes from the heart. It's not something that you've studied and prepared 150 times. No, you give them something special which is for them in particular. That's what makes a difference and that's what makes any business successful. When you give your customer, your client, the the feeling that this was an advice that you gave only to him, this is when they will like you, and this is when they will get value out, out of what you do. And for that, you don't have to be the most studied person. You have to be the most open-hearted person. And that's what I recommend. And sometimes, sometimes somebody will kick you in the teeth, and that's the way it is. You know, that's the way life is. <laughs> yeah. Well, to illustrate just this concept that we're talking about of fear, Um, I found a clip that talks about the fear of criticism. Take a listen. Love Talk Radio. It's the speed. Well, that wasn't it. If you fear criticism, following is an examination of the symptoms of the fear of criticism. The majority of people permit relatives, friends, and the public at large to influence them so that they cannot live their own lives because they fear criticism. Many people make mistakes in marriage but stay married, then go through life miserable and unhappy because they fear criticism. Anyone who has submitted to this form of fear 
knows the irreparable damage it does by destroying one's ambition and the desire to achieve. Millions of people neglect to go back and get an education after having left school because they fear criticism. Countless numbers of men and women permit relatives to wreck their lives in the name of family duty because they fear criticism. Duty does not require you to submit to the destruction of your personal ambitions and the right to live your own life in your own way. People refuse to take chances in business because they fear the criticism that may follow if they fail. The fear of criticism in such cases is stronger than the desire for success. Too many people refuse to set high goals for themselves because they fear the criticism of relatives and friends who may say, don't aim so high, people will think you're crazy. When Andrew Carnegie suggested that I devote 20 years to the organization of a philosophy of individual achievement, my first impulse was fear of what people might say. His suggestion was far greater than anything I had ever conceived for myself. My first instinct was to create excuses, all of them traceable to the fear of criticism. Well, Barbara, this is exactly what you were talking about, isn't it? That yeah, fear of criticism absolutely. helps us from yeah, doing and that so was, many things. Uh, from Napoleon Hill's uh, Thinking Go Rich, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this is an all-time bestseller, and everybody should actually listen to it or read it. One of the best books around, Thinking Grow Rich. Yeah, it's absolutely what I'm talking about. We listen to everybody else, and we don't listen to ourselves. And when we listen to ourselves, uh, even if we do listen to ourselves, we listen to the yeah buts. You know, we listen to the yeah, but what if? And that's not inspiring you. That's not motivating you. No. And that's something that people need to learn. You know, how do the, do you stay motivated through the tough times? And the tough times come, <laughs> for sure. We need to go through them. And this is why it's very important that we are aware that there is fear, and fear is going to come up. And fear of criticism, for me, it's it's... it's uh, an amazing thing, especially in, in with, within relatives. Um, some of my relatives don't like me very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it has much to do with me, really. It has to do that I am different. You know, I've always lived abroad. I do different things that they do. I've written books in a foreign language that they can't read and understand. You know, so for them, I am extremely <laughs> different. They are born in a small village. They still live in that small village, and you know, so it's a very different outlook to life that they have. But I love them. And they're my relatives, you know, they're my family. I love them. I love them anyway. And I told them that several times and still they push me away, you know, they say bad things and and it it was sometimes difficult to not despair because of this criticism. But I looked at my life and I thought, it's my life, you know, I've always wanted to travel, I've always wanted to share uh, my my insights and everything, and and I get fantastic feedback from the people that I share it with, and if my family or part of my family don't even know what I'm doing and criticize it, <laughs> then that is their problem and not mine. But it took me, it took some time before I could accept that, before before I could really see it and accept it and say, okay, I love you anyway, no matter what, 
you know, what you think about me has nothing to do with what I think about you. You know, you are my family. I love you. And full stop. And, uh, you know, and, yeah, and, yes? I was going to say, you know, this is, this is, I think it's a big issue for women in particular. Because women, you know, we are, so often we are raised to be caretakers. We are raised to sort of subordinate our own needs in, in, in favor of putting the family first, the husband first, mm-hmm. the boyfriend first, the somebody first. And so we are so susceptible, I think, to not doing what we, not pushing forward with the things that we want to do for ourselves because of particularly what our family and our close friends uh, think that we should and shouldn't do. I had a I had a friend of mine who uh, said to me, "Well, what do you think about?" Uh, so I because I'm divorced and I'm dating, and 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 he said to me, "Well, what do what do guys think when they find out that you have this relationship blocked?" And um, his implication was that's got to be pretty intimidating. And I said to him, "You know." This is my destiny. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I cannot make myself smaller so that some guy is going to feel comfortable. And so as far as I'm concerned, you know, the the guy that I can date has to be somebody who is self-assured enough that he's not going to be critical or intimidated because I'm doing this thing over here. And, and I think often, as women in particular, we, we need to more often allow ourselves to grow to our full potential despite the idea that, oh, somebody might be critical and somebody might not feel comfortable. You, just, you, you mm. have to just do it anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely, 100% agree with you. Um, it's, you know, sometimes or quite often, People are afraid to step on someone's toes, and then instead of, you know, living what what they believe is right and doing what they believe is good for them, they will sort of make an incredible compromise, which is almost not even a compromise anymore, which is already a totally different life, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they live they live in the shadow of that other person. Very often, in 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 women's case, of their husbands. My mom was like that, uh, definitely. For her, everything was, my father was everything for her, was her life. And if he said, we go in that, this direction, this is where she went, whether she wanted it or not. And, uh, of course, after he was gone, for her, life had stopped. Yeah. I mean, she just uh, sort of waited <laughs> until it was her time to go. I mean, more or less, you know. Uh, so I could watch it first sight. Yes, it happens. And if that satisfies you, if that really you just have to ask yourself, does this really make me happy? Is this really what I want? If that is really what that person wants, fantastic, congratulations, you've got it, you know. Because not every one of us wants to be successful in business. Not every one of us wants to travel around the world. Not every one of us wants to be an author or what have you. And Mm -hmm. that is... But we have to make sure that we live our life. I think this is so vital, that we really live our life, our dream. And if our dream is to have a husband that we can do anything for, fantastic. Then this is it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and a family. And I know quite a lot of women who who think that this is the ultimate for them, and that's wonderful. 
however, I also know quite a lot who have left that, and now that the children are not so very small anymore, you know, they're 35, they're 40, 45 years old, and suddenly the kids don't need them 24 hours a day, and they think, what have I done with my life? Yes, who am I now? <laughs> who am I? Who am I, I going to the be? The children are going to yeah. leave, they go to college, they, you know, they're going to leave, and who am I? What am I going to do with the with the other 40 years? You know. Yeah, and this takes us then to solutions, right? So, listeners, in case you just joined us, we are talking to Amazon.com best-selling author Barbara Hoffmeister, and our topic today is Do It Anyway. Uh, walk through the fear, walk through the doubt, walk through the self uh, the self-questioning and, and do any way that thing that you want to do or those things that you want to do in your life to be fulfilled. So now that we have confronted you know, all of the excuses that we use to hold ourselves back, procrastination, fear, all of those things, so talk to us about ways to move forward, Barbara. One of the, the first things that you talk about in the To Be book, which uh, listeners you can pick up at thetobebook.com or amazon.com, and uh, the actual title of the book is To Be or Not To Be, The Choice Is Yours. In the To Be book, Barbara, the first action step that you suggest is that we write down what we really want. Talk to us about that, because it sounds simple, um, and, and, and it may be a little bit more involved than, than my first meet the eye. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it's not so simple, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, what I say is you need to be specific, because people are vague. You know, they say, I want more money, I want more happiness, I want more, you know, but what is that? What does that mean? That's not specific enough. That's not going to, you know, with that you're not going to achieve anything. Why? Because let's say I, that's what I do in my life workshops. I always ask that question, what do you want? Who knows what they really want? And then the hands go up. And it's maybe three quarters of the room that has their arms up. And I say, okay, who really knows what they want? And then I get a you know, I take a few examples, and one of them for sure is going to say, I want more money. And I'm always really happy when they do that, <laughs> and I take out the smallest denomination of that country, let's say in the States, it would be a dollar. And I go to them and I say, okay, here you have a dollar, you can go home now, you got what you wanted. More money. What? With a dollar? You know, I mean, what should I do with a dollar? That's not what I want. I said, yeah, but that's exactly what you asked for. You asked for more money. And even if I had given you only five cents, you would have had more. Mm-hmm. And they say, yeah, but that's not what I mean. Yeah, then we got another year, but there. And, and yeah, it's not what we want. And this is why we need to be more precise, because first we need to know what we want before the universe can supply it, right? Everybody talks about the law of uh, attraction, but... We need to ask in the right way. We need to be very precise what we want. The second is we need to have a big dream, not a tiny little one, like uh, I want my next car to be, I don't know, you know, something a little bit bigger than the one we have now, which I'm already saving for, so it's very likely that I'm going to get that car. That's not really a big dream. That's, you know, 
like I just bought my motorbike and I'm so happy that I've been driving around. That was a little dream, you know, and I made it happen. I just did it. It's so cool that you did that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we need to also have a time frame, a time frame where we say this is when I want to be there, you know. We have to remember that we're not going to live forever. And so we need to have a time frame, an idea. And goal setting always has to do (coughs) also with setting a realistic time. With realistic, I don't mean it's easy to get there. Not at all. The dream has to be bigger than you think is possible. Bigger than anything you've done until now. And make it colorful and really describe it in every detail. This is why the book has 220 pages, because this has to be done detailed. And the book is a workbook, so I warn you, it's not just a reading book. I ask you to do this stuff there and then, because you will have to write it all down. What do you want? Yes. Why do you want it? Because if the why is strong enough, the how becomes easy. But most people start with the how. I can't really make this happen. I don't know how. I've never done this before. I don't know how. Yeah, but this is a good excuse for not starting. So that's not yeah. what we're talking about today. Do it anyway. So, so in the to be book, there, sorry, in the to be book, there are checklists actually for all these steps, and you can really tick them off, and you can break even the biggest goals down into small steps. So that you can take something off every single day because that is what keeps you going, what keeps you motivated. If you have Mount Everest in front of you, one of my walking friends last night said, oh, next year we're going to, we're getting so good, next year we're going to climb Mount Everest. And I said, well, you can do that without me, you know. I mean, I'm not not going there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going there. But if you want to climb there, then you need to first climb a smaller mountain, you know, start with the hills and then start with a smaller mountain and then the even, you know, and go up and up and up and up until you can climb the highest mountain on planet Earth. You cannot just do it in one go. That would be too intimidating, overwhelming, and would ask for failure. So all of this is broken down in the book, and it's a step-by-step process that I take you through, and everybody can do it. And everybody will come up with what they truly want and who they want to become in this lifetime. And once you know that, you are motivated, I promise you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's it's an important point to make, that there are different checklists that help you think through different things, because among those checklists are checklists to help you break down those barriers of the things that are holding you back so you can move forward. But once we've taken this first step, so I have now written down what I really want. I have been specific. It is big. I have a time frame for doing it. What do I do next? Well, now you start breaking it down. You go with the end result in mind. So you create that vision of what it will look like when you've actually achieved it. That's a okay. very important step. Create a vision of what that moment is going to look like, feel like, when you've actually achieved it. So this is needs to be a very detailed description. In my book, I call it your vivid vision. And I share maybe half an hour of 
of that vision with you. And it's three pages, that half an hour of my perfect day, of my ideal day. It's three pages. So this is how detailed I want it to be. And the next thing is you break it down from that moment when you already have achieved it all, and you break it down towards today. What needs to happen to make it happen? And, of course, if you have a big goal, you know, like, a 10-year thing, for instance, your, your mm-hmm. life's vision, then, of course, what is close to the end result is going to be still pretty vague because you don't know yet what all the things that need to happen. But So you write big steps in the beginning when you go from the end result back towards today. And the closer you come to today, the more detailed the steps are becoming until you are at today and you know what to do next. Well, and is is does it have to be a daily discipline? Do I have to do something towards my goal every day, or can I do it once a week, or can I do it once a month, and does it matter how often I'm working on it? I'm sure it matters. <laughs> yeah, sure it matters. <laughs> if you do it, uh, you know, once in a blue moon, whenever you think about it, uh, the result is going to be very slow. If you do a little bit every day, and I know that a lot of people are extremely busy, this is why I created Moments to Be, because it's such very short one to three minutes audio messages, but definitely you should be doing something every day, or let's say six days a week, you know, take Sunday off (laughs) and don't do anything. But it doesn't have to be anything big, even if you just read your vision every day. You know, once you have it in all vivid colors and everything, if you just play that mind movie for yourself of that perfect day when you were there, even that, you know, that takes uh, two or three minutes a day. And if you give thanks every day, you know, at night and in the morning so that you have a positive forward-looking attitude, just do those two things. They take a maximum of five minutes a day. If you do them every day, I can promise that you will move forward and you will adopt a more can-do attitude and you will start taking action. Well, you know, um, I have to I have to agree with you because what I found, even in doing this show, you know, I, I, I people ask me all the time, what made you decide to do the show? And uh, I tell them, you know, I, this is something that is truly part of my, it's part of my God-given purpose. I was supposed to do this show for years. I knew I was supposed to do something. Didn't know what it was, really. And uh, then the idea for the show materialized, and I just thought, aha, that is the thing I'm supposed to do. And I, I absolutely, there is something to do every day, whether it is emailing a prospective guest or writing an outline or, or recording the show. But I also find that because I do a little bit of something every day, I get up early before I go to work, I do something every day, but there's always something more to do, right? So today my imagination only sees so far in front of me where I think, mm-hmm. oh, okay, now I can, you know, I should think about doing some content for the website, maybe I can do some other things. And the minute I do that, there will be something else. There will be the other idea and the next idea and the next idea, mm-hmm. and so it continues to grow. And so mm-hmm. it is absolutely important, and, and I find that you never run out of things to do. Barbara, would you agree with that? 
you never run out of things to do. I don't know how anybody can ever be bored in life. <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, for me, lying on the beach is boring. Unless I have a good book or I have someone to talk to or I do some sports or whatever. You know, I don't understand how people can go for a two-week two week, uh, uh, grilling session. <laughs> but that's just me. I totally agree with you. There's always something that you can do. But you have to also be careful that you don't overwhelm yourself, obviously. You know, a lot of people uh, these days, they have two jobs, and uh, they really struggle making time for their children and all that. So you really have to set priorities uh, so that you do the what is really important for you and for your life first and give that the time. But always remember that your dreams are so important that they need to have priority so that you don't push them aside and say, I will do that later. I will do that at the weekend when I have the time. Yeah, there's always something more to do. And it's exciting. when you Once you start moving into something that you feel is your purpose and, and you are such a great show host, you know, and so well prepared always, that oh, when, you. when you do that, you get satisfaction out of it, don't you, Spivey? I do. I do. I get a lot of uh, satisfaction from doing it. And every time I do a show, I think, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, and and you just persist, you know, because the first time it might not be so perfect. And you might say, oh, I could have done this better, or I could have done that better, or I could have done that better. But you continue anyway, you know, you go on anyway. And you persist. And this is how you master things, how we become masters at anything, anything. We can become masters at if we continue to do it. And we do it with pleasure and we just, you know, we start excelling at it because we have taken so many hours, you know, so many steps before we excel and we are the masters. We've taken well, those Barbara, steps. What what do you say to the person who says, oh, but Barbara, I, you don't understand how busy my life is. I've got two jobs. I have a high-maintenance wife. I have ten kids and a clingy dog, and every single one of them is clamoring for my time. I cannot possibly do something every single day. What do you say to the person who says that? Well, I already uh, said it. You know, it takes five minutes a day to change your life, so... <laughs> I'm sure anybody, even the one with a clean dog, can uh, can spare five minutes. Uh, but if they think they can't, then, you know, my question is always, okay, so just look down the road five years, ten years from today, where are you going to be? Mm-hmm. If you continue as you have until now, where will you be five years, ten years from now? And is yeah. that what you want? And if they say, yeah, that's fine. Well, okay, then they don't need to come to me, then they're good. You know, they're already doing what they want to do. But most people, when they look down the road five years, ten years from today, if they continue as they are, they will be even more overwhelmed. Uh, They will probably have had a burnout or two. And most people, when they just imagine that, they say, oh, no, that's not what I want. I said, okay, then let's start changing something bit by bit. We don't need to make quantum leaps. We start with small steps. And Mm -hmm. yes, it's possible. You just need to want it. If you think, I mean, if you are sure you can't do it, then, you know, Henry Ford said that whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're always right. This is true. 
So now we've talked about several steps. So now that we have written down what we want and we made it specific, we made it big, we have a time frame, and we have now visualized what success looks and feels like. And and for the listeners, I really do encourage you to go uh, check out Barbara's vision because I was feeling like my vision was pretty well specific until I read your three pages and I thought, wow, that's really specific. <laughs> but now that we have it, it's specific. Uh, and, and we figured out what it's going to take to get there and I'm I'm doing my something every single day to, to move towards that, which of course is, a, is easier said than done because it's a challenge and it's a daily discipline. Are there yeah. any other steps that you recommend now that we have begun to advance our dreams forward? Persistence. I already I already mentioned it. You know, just continue, and when you have setbacks, just accept it as such. You know, it happens. It happens to all of us, to even the best of us. So just take it as it comes. And sometimes you need to slow down a little bit because life gets in the way, you know, and other things seem to be more important. But make sure that you continue on your path. If that is really your path, then make sure that you continue on that path. Persistence is determination and persistence is what I'm known for. (laughs) I'm infamous for that. (laughs) I mean... uh, you know, when I really get my teeth into something, I do not stop until I I win or fail, either or. You know, I mean, both can happen, and uh, and I I'm pretty known for that. And it is really what makes a lot of difference for the results that you are getting in your life, because there will be setbacks, there will be obstacles, there will be hurdles, and if you don't really believe in your vision, if you can't see it, if you can't feel it, uh, then, of course, the hurdles can be overwhelming. Your daily activities can be overwhelming. You know, I had one, my main email account that is on all my visiting cards. I Mm -hmm. closed it eight months ago, seven months ago. I just closed it because it got too much. I just couldn't take it. And then sometimes, you know, I just, didn't not have time for the things that are truly important to me. So I thought, okay, what should I do? And I said, I need to close this. I was away for for two weeks at a retreat, and I came back, and I had 4,000-something emails in there, and I said, no, wow. this is definitely not going to work. You've done something wrong here in getting so many emails in the first place. And I closed the account. Is that... Good for my my business, definitely not good for my business. But I tell you, I was so overwhelmed, I had to do it. And sometimes we need to make those decisions. You know, people can reach me through the websites and all kinds of ways that people can reach me. But I I would probably have lost some people. And sometimes we have to make uncomfortable decisions because we want to stay on our path. And that would have stopped me. you know, it was just too overwhelming. <laughs> so, yeah, just keep going. Do it anyway. Now, now, what I what I want to do because we're we're coming up on the end of our show, and I want to make sure we get this in. There is a poem that was written by Mother Teresa, and it is entitled "Anyway." 
And um, I, I've loved this poem for the longest time, and uh, I think it, it so aptly captures what we are talking about today and the fact that, you know, you have to push through all of those those doubts and those things that may stand in your way. And uh, Barbara, would you like to share that poem with us? Oh, I would love to. I love it. Mother Teresa was a very strong, very, very incredible lady. So read her biographies and read up about her. So the poem is called Anyway. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish. Ulterior, it's not definitely not my mother language. (laughs) Ulterior (laughs) motives, be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. When you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. I think it's so amazing, and I hope people listen to this more than once. And maybe you can post it also on the website because it's, it's, it's so strong and so wonderful words and absolutely summarizes what we've talked about over the last hour. I would absolutely agree with that. And um Barbara, I'm wondering if you have hmm? I'm wondering if you have some parting thoughts about this poem or this topic generally you'd like to leave us with. My parting words, yeah, do it anyway. I mean this is a fantastic topic. Uh you know, become clear on what you truly want, not what somebody else has set up for you. Make sure that you are living your life, your life. And that is not Forget everybody else. Quite the contrary, yeah. because when you live your life to the fullest, when you live your full potential, this is when you have everything it takes to help everybody else. And, you know, just do it. I mean, really, just do it. And do it for yourself first. Don't feel bad about it. It's not selfish. Do it for yourself first. So that you have the strength and the power to help others, because that's how it works. Well, listeners, this show obviously is not just about imparting ideas. We want you to try this stuff out and tell us how things are going for you. Barbara, thank you so very much for joining us again on the show. Well, thank you so very much for having me, Spivey. It's always a pleasure. You always challenge me. I love it. Great. I'm looking forward to next month. Well, listeners, go to the Speedway Show and listen to the other moments to be and um, put those suggestions into action and come back and tell us how things are working for you. And uh, also uh, submit any other suggestions you have for things that you have worked, uh, for things that have worked particularly well that you would like to suggest other people try. 
You can obviously always visit the Facebook fan page too, uh, facebook.com slash the Speedway Show, or follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash the Speedway Show. And uh, there you have it, lots of ways to talk to us about what's going on in your life. And uh, again, if you haven't already, pick up a copy of the To Be book at thetobebook.com, or you can find them.com. And um, join us for our next uh, Moments to Be next month, where we will be talking about the power of persistence now that we've got you doing stuff. We want you to keep doing stuff. So join us next week. And until then, this is Spiway saying go in peace and find ways to love one another. Thank you for joining us on the Speedway Show. Until next time, live well, live fully, and love deeply.